Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Goddess Keys, where we unleash and unlock the gates, portals, and doorways for us to return back and to reclaim ourselves. And today we're going to talk about a really important portal slash chakra that's opening up for the human collective which is known as the higher heart complex so this isn't the fourth chakra that we usually think of the green the color green um, that's associated with the fourth dimension this is actually known as the eighth chakra and what makes this chakra different is that it's actually connected to our higher selves so one thing about the chakra system is the seven chakra system that a lot of us who emerged in new age spirituality is really very limited and um, it only gave us like the bare minimum of what the human spirit is capable of. And there's a lot of chakras that have remained dormant that are starting to come online now. And these chakras are starting to come online because the consciousness is shifting. We're hearing more and more about this being the age of Aquarius. And this is when we reclaim our power and we reclaim our sovereignty and know that we are creation and we are the creators of our destiny. And so with that, the energies are supporting us in this endeavor. So we are remembering who we once were. A lot of these chakras used to be online way, way back in the day in old ancient civilizations. But because of so much manipulation of human DNA through an, uh, etheric weaponry, etheric implants, mind control, psychological warfare, etc., etc., um, a lot of these chakras shut down and became dormant. And uh, these chakras shutting down are a really big reason why uh, we are navigating ourselves out of what some folks refer to as this prison planet. But we get to choose when we are free. Um, we just now need to remember the keys and codes so uh, we can unleash and unlock our destiny. And so to do that, we need to reframe love. And so a lot of times we've heard that love is the most powerful force, you know, and it's something we've heard basically since forever, you know, and it's something that we intuitively know. And yet navigating and living within this construct, the false matrix construct has really warped and distorted our concept of love and one thing that we are collectively doing and remembering during our awakening journey is remembering what love actually is we've been brainwashed through lots of disney movies romantic comedies that sort of thing around what love is supposed to be and usually we associate love with like valentine's day and you know lots of flowers and dinner dates and being chosen and getting married and you know you think about all those Disney movies that we were indoctrinated with around how we were supposed to kind of view love and a lot of that was based upon energy harvesting constructs 
this idea of even being head over heels in love, this concept of love where you basically kind of lose all of your wits in order to be with somebody and you you sacrifice yourself, you sacrifice your needs and that sort of thing in the name of love. A lot of that was done to help us to excuse the energy harvesting that we were programmed to participate in. Okay, and so um, the controllers of the false matrix have always known the power of love. And even though they have not been able to master it, because to truly master love, you have to be connected to source creation. And one thing about the controllers of the false matrix is that they lost their connection to source a long time ago. They've forgotten it so much. And that's why they have been harvesting energy off of the human collective for so long was because they are not able to be creators. So they've created this whole system to um, get creation energy or get us to manifest their worlds for them. Okay, so it's really important for us to remember, even in the moments when we feel the most disempowered, that we have creative potential. Our creative potential has gone into creating the system. And so as we withdraw our power and our creation potential from this system, then we are able to co-create heart-led, abundant, beautiful, prosperous futures. Okay, we just got to get over this whole mind control, etheric implant, etheric weaponry thing. Okay. And I know that that can seem really daunting. Um, and yet it is possible. And, and we are being supported in this endeavor right now. Okay. Um, there are a lot of, of supporters of the collective ascension of humanity that maybe aren't able they haven't been able to be on planet or communicate with our planet because of the extensive frequency fences that have been put up around our planet to basically block the signal from source creation but those fences are coming down okay and they're coming down through the power of love okay and so we are getting tools to support us with extricating ourselves out of this false matrix and that is going to be done through the higher heart chakra the higher heart complex and so we're going to break that down and we're going to first of all just talk about why the higher heart like what how what does love look like from a universal standpoint you know outside of the false matrix love is creation energy it is zero point energy. There's no adju judgment attached to love. Okay. It's about non-duality. Okay. It's about polarity integration. Right now we have this whole thing on planet earth around the forces of good versus the forces of evil, the forces of dark versus the forces of light. And this comes from this law of polarity but the thing about that is the law of polarity is shifting like that is it's shifting now into the law of one okay that is 
universal law from a more expanded point is the law of one, okay? And that basically means that we need the dark and the light to balance the all, okay? And so a lot of us who identify as star seeds or light workers were incarnated on this planet in order to essentially um, balance out duality, okay? To get us back to zero point energy, all right? And so sometimes that's going to mean balancing out a really negative polarity with a positive polarity and being the light. And sometimes it's going to mean um, balancing out like more of a false light program with reflecting a shadow back onto somebody, okay? Because we need the dark and the light in order to get to that zero point energy, okay? Just imagine if you would like batteries, you know how you, you have, if you, I know we don't really use batteries as much anymore, but like imagine you need to uh, use batteries for a remote control. A lot of times you're gonna need the positive charge and the negative charge in order for that batter, that those batteries to work. And it's the same thing when we think about source creation energy. And so the heart, when it is not traumatized, that's a really big caveat. When the heart is not tra traumatized and it's operating within its full potential, it creates what is known as a torus field. The torus field is this electromagnetic field that extends way outside of our aura and it connects us with source energy. So in the false matrix, we have been brainwashed to prioritize our quote-unquote rational or logical minds over our hearts and it's almost like you're considered to be weak or um, kind of less than if you are ruled by your emotions okay and in a lot of ways that does make sense because when we're ruled by our emotions usually that's happening from our fourth dimensional heart chakra the fourth dimension rules the astral realm and i've shared other content just around how problematic the astral realm can be and how much it can be used as an energy harvesting site and a way to manipulate the human population in our dream state and also in our waking state okay and so when we are ruled by our emotions we are ruled from our fourth dimensional chakras and there's been a lot of interferences on these heart chakras to keep us in states of disempowerment. And one of the first ways that they have been able to do that is actually through um, manipulating us as children, manipulating our heart space through our family structure. Interestingly enough, the family is ruled by the fourth house in astrology, the home, our foundation is ruled by the fourth house and that is no accident and that is why so much has been done within the false matrix to keep us disempowered through the, the family system so a lot of us awakening star seeds light workers shadow workers whatever you call yourselves a lot of you have had to um recover from very traumatic childhood and, and home experiences. And that was done to disempower your heart chakra because 
Your heart is where your power is, okay? You came on this planet, you incarnated on this planet to show people how to remember love and reclaim love and heal and elevate through the heart space. So even as I speak these words, some of you all might be really resistant to hearing about the power of love. Not because you don't have the capacity to love within you, but because there may be so many traumatic imprints around what love means that has been programmed into you because of the false matrix, okay? So one thing, as you embark as being a love warrior, it does mean reclaiming what love is and also approaching love with a new definition. So a really great example of this is this whole like empath, narcissist dynamic that a lot of us have been recovering from where our heart space has been toyed with. And a lot of times this has been done on the astral realm and it's been toyed with by people or beings who are basically either vessels for energy harvesting or they're they're vessels for keeping us in disempowered states, whether they're conscious of it or not. And this is a form of deep psychological and spiritual warfare. So a lot of us have had to learn about navigating like healthy boundaries and learning how to be safe in communities and to be safe with our emotions. So many of us have had to withdraw a lot of times from society or from a lot of the matrix programs of what relationships are, be it relationships with romantic partners, relationships with friends, relationships with families. And we've had to do that because it's literally not been safe for us to show up as our full, unapologetic, authentic selves. And in a world or a society that's based so much upon polarity, good versus evil, dark versus light, where is the space or where has the space been for non-duality, okay, for love without judgment? And, you know, if you have approached life from that perspective, it's very likely that you have been persecuted for doing that, okay? And that has been by design, okay? So I just want to say all that before I get into this higher heart chakra activation that's happening collectively, is that no, love is not all sunshine and roses as it relates to the false matrix. And um, it's also not what we've been trained to think that it is. And If you are resisting hearing this message because you have felt so shut down for your ability to love, keep listening because that's where your power is. Because the way that the false matrix operates is it operates by naming what your power is, knowing what your power is, and and brainwashing you into thinking that it's a weakness. Okay, and so this has been this is a program that's been done for many, many lifetimes, and this started very early on in your incarnation. Okay. And so the higher heart chakra is not about Valentine's Day. (laughs) When your higher heart chakra activates, um, so a couple things. Let's let's talk about the numerology of the higher heart chakra. Okay. 
The higher heart chakra is ruled by the number eight. All right. And we are in an eight year as I record this. I'm recording this in 2024. This is the year of the dragon. This is an eight year. What, what do we know about the number eight? The number eight is our power. It's a power number. It's a power source, okay? So there's a lot of power there. Um, another thing to really note about the number eight that's really important from a multidimensional perspective is that the eighth dimensional stargate has been a, a gate that's been highly... Um, guarded. It's been very much a site of war. It's very much been a site of the negative polarity, uh, holding and maintaining power by doing whatever they can to block human consciousness from source creation energy. Okay. It is also, and I, I talk about this more in my video around, um, Orion star seeds. So um, there's a lot of history around the eighth dimensional stargate and and Orion. So you, if this is you know resonating with you, I would definitely check out that video to learn more. But um, it's also the number when we think about the number eight, it's the number of infinity. Okay, so it is unlimited potential. And yet it is a place that has been highly guarded and kind of seen as a site of war. And there's a lot of intergalactic war history and imprints that are associated with the eighth dimensional um, stargate. And so with that being said, as you activate your eighth chakra, also known as your higher heart complex, it can be very painful and heartbreaking. In order to activate it, you have to go through your Akashic Records. You have to go through a lot of timeline integration. A lot of times you're revisiting galactic wars. You're revisiting all of the times where your power was taken away. Okay, Not just in this lifetime, but in many other lifetimes. It's also associated with our parents, okay? Because once we um, bust out of the, of the eighth dimension, we are unlimited infinite source creation and we unite with mother, father, God. Now, what does that mean in a false matrix perspective? Mother, father, God is our, our matrix mothers and our matrix fathers, okay? And so a lot of times, especially if you were here to support with the elevation of human consciousness and to prepare humanity for this massive shift that's currently happening, that means you probably have had some really, really messed up um, relationships regarding your mother and father. Okay, you've had some very distorted relationships regarding uh with regards to your mother and father. Um, you've also had some distorted relationships as it relates to the masculine and feminine. The eighth dimensional stargate or the eighth chakra or the higher heart complex is what, once we are able to activate this, it is like basically serves as this like stargate that supports us with calling in and channeling in and embodying our fully embodying our higher selves to get this chakra activated we 
need to do so much deprogramming of the mind control programs, the etheric implants, the etheric weaponry, clearing out our Akashic records, revoking soul contracts, rewriting soul contracts. There's a lot that needs to be done to prepare for this monadic integration where your higher self is able to basically reside within you outside of the ego-based programming, okay? Because that's what you're here to do. You're not a mere human being. Yes, you have a human body, and yet you are so much more than that. And a lot of times you come with a knowledge that is pretty amazing from many different lifetimes, and you could be like an ascended master type person, you know, or, or being. And so um, you don't just show up here in this incarnation, or it's not designed for you to be limited by your human matrix identity. It is your design and it is your destiny to break the mold of that human matrix identity and remember who you are within this incarnation and also to reclaim all the soul fragments that you may have left behind in different timelines, realms, and dimensions from incarnating on this planet time and time again in this uh, false reincarnation cycle. Um, and a lot of that's been done because the eighth dimensional stargate has been closed. We've kind of gone through this like soul recycling factory where a lot of us are not able to leave. Once we, once we pass away, we have to keep re- reincarnating, keep reincarnating, keep reincarnating. And so a lot of us have been doing this dance for many, 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 many lifetimes. Okay. And so the goal, though, is is to remember who you are and reclaim your sovereignty and reclaim your freedom so that you're not in this like forced reincarnation cycle. And you got to get through your eighth dimensional stargate to do that and activate your higher heart chakra. And that has nothing to do with Disney movies and romantic comedies and getting chocolate and roses on Valentine's Day, you know. But the false matrix has conditioned us to believe that it is, you know, that that's what love is. Love, a lot of times for you to get your higher heart chakra activated, it's going to mean feeling like your whole world is torn apart. There's going to be times where you literally are going to feel like, I don't want to be here. Death could be worse than what I'm going through right now. Everything's been taken from me. And this is what's referred to as dark arts training. And it's something that we all have to go through at one point in our journey. And we have to understand the levels of which we have been deceived, we have been manipulated, we have been abused. And it can be very lonely, it can be very scary, it can be very dark. And um, we need to go through that in order to begin the process of reclaiming our power and knowing that we are more than what our matrix identity says that we are okay we have to go through that that journey but it's not fun it is not fun and so as these higher heart chakra activations happen on the planet you know a lot might might be coming up for you you might be needing to feeling the need to clear up a lot of karma revoke a lot of soul contracts clear out a lot of etheric implants and etheric weaponry And uh, just know that during this process that, you know, there is something on the other side of that. 
okay? Um, what's on the other side of that is out of the closed system of the false matrix. The false matrix has us on this, what they call a bi-wave system. Or, you know, when you think about binary code, the codes of like ones and zeros. So it's like this closed system of like predictive programming where like the false matrix or the controllers of it basically plan out your whole life and decide like, this is, this is who you're going to be. This is what you're going to do. If you try to get outside of this box that we've carved out for you, you will face very extreme repercussions. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that too during your journey of like, I'm trying to break this mold. I'm trying to live up to my highest potential. And it feels like I keep getting bitch slapped every time I do it, you know? And, you know, that is because we are operating within the confines of this closed system. And a lot of us have taken on soul contracts, vows, oaths, and agreements to this system. Things that we may not even be actually aware of, but we still consented to it. It's still within our subconscious mind. It's still within our um, Akashic records. So we have to take full accountability of finding out what we consented to and revoking that and rewriting our script. And that can be a very tedious process. Um, and I just want to say that if you are at a point in your journey where you are ready to revoke soul contracts and, and all of that, that is a service that I offer. And I'll leave my link below around that. I also offer a service around um, clearing out etheric implants. So these are things you can do yourself for sure. Um, and it can be a very tedious process, very emotional and sometimes difficult and it could be helpful to get guidance. So if that's something that resonates with you, I'll leave my information below for you to contact me. But let's talk about these higher heart activations in more depth, okay? So just to summarize what I've stated so far, higher heart activations are happening collectively amongst humanity at this time. It's not what we know love to be about. It's, it has really nothing to do with what we've been trained to see love as. It is a force that connects us to source consciousness. It transcends the bi-wave system of predictive programming that the false matrix has tried to keep us in in order to harvest our energy. Okay, It expands us into something that is called the Christic spiral, okay? And it's um, what they call a tri-wave frequency, okay? So it just basically means like you have more options. You're unlimited. You have, you, have an, you have another path outside of what the predictive program script that the false matrix has written out for you. And you get to access source energy, which is your birthright, and you get to... Uh, co-create the life that you actually want to create, okay? And um, so that is the why behind the higher heart chakra. That's why we definitely want to activate it. It is our destiny to activate it. That being said, it's so hard. It's so difficult. The number eight is your source of power. Once you activate this eighth chakra, your power is next level, okay? And being able to 
really have mastery over this eighth chakra gives you unlimited potential both in this incarnation and then when you leave this incarnation okay so the controllers of the false matrix are not going to necessarily make it super easy for you to do this okay um, but it is possible and there is intergalactic support just like there's intergalactic interference with in trying to keep our higher heart complex closed, there is also intergalactic support to ensuring that we are able to transcend this closed binary system, okay? So I wanna talk a little bit about what has been, um, what's been like in the air, what's been in the ethers around this, what has been supporting us. So. One thing that we are going to want to start working with is something called the ruby ray, okay? The ruby ray, if you Google it or, you know, do a YouTube search, you might, you'll find a, a few things here and there, but it's not really very, um, there's not a lot of information on it. Um, a lot of times when, you know, in spiritual circles, when they talk about rays, they usually talk about like the threefold flame. They talk about like the, you hear a lot about like the violet flame and the blue flame and the, and the gold flame, you know, like we hear a lot about that, but, um, there are some rays that we're going to want to focus on the Ruby Ray, the Emerald Ray, as well as something called the Sapphire Ray. Okay, we're going to want to also focus on these energies because this has a lot to do with source creation outside of the universal time matrix that can sometimes keep us a little bit more closed off. So there are these like more expansive cosmic energies that are slowly making their way closer and closer towards this planet to support with the um, with speeding up the collective ascension. And one of those is the ruby ray. And another one is the emerald ray too. And so you wanna think about utilizing these in conjunction with each other. And I wanna talk a little bit more about why that might be. So first of all, when we think of the ruby ray, um, it refers to a specific energy frequency associated with divine love, passion, and vitality. It's also, it's often linked as the ray of love and wisdom. And there has been one thing about the false matrix, what it likes to do is it likes to invert cosmic principles to work for its, for its own benefit. Okay. So they have, there's a lot of like AI technology that has done a lot to basically like duplicate supposedly the red the, the ruby ray into something called like the red ray um and they have basically been thwarted with doing that i'm gonna leave a link from um, a recent podcast that came out from energetic synthesis um, where they talk more in depth about the um, the ruby ray that's coming online. And it's so interesting because like the day before that podcast came out, I just had this, you know, 
um, you know, I was, I was in the astral realm dreaming. And, um, sometimes like if I, if I, I'll see a spiritual attack happening right before I wake up and I don't get afraid. You know, I used to get afraid when, um, I would see these things in the astral, but I don't know. Fear has left me. Um, it's something I've worked really hard to just train out of me. Um, but there was this moment right before I woke up where I, felt this like astral attack from this some kind of you know lower dimensional entity and I woke and like right before I woke up I just imagined this huge ruby ray (laughs) this ruby colored ray that I just had access to and I just immediately knew to use it in order to dissolve this entity okay and you know the ruby ray has been coming up to me in weird ways but I didn't know why it was, you know, and then I got this, I saw this update from Energetic Synthesis and it basically talked about what was, what's been happening in the cosmic realms around um, supporting with the Ascension journey and it, it, it highlighted the Ruby Ray. And so it was just confirmation. Usually that's when I know um, that it's, that it's real is if I, you know, if it's confirmed with my spiritual team and then I see the same thing, you know, out, out and about, then that's how I know. And I would, you know, I would advise this. There's probably a lot of y'all who are listening that are going to be like, I have been, I've been seeing the Ruby Ray or I've been hearing about it. You know, this might be something that, um, that, that, that you have like, seen or heard about or been curious about so just let this be the green light of like keep pursuing that there's something to that because it's a very powerful thing to utilize in order to neutralize a lot of these extra dimension um, extra dimensional entities okay and i'm not going to go into like a whole spiel around how to utilize it at least not in this episode okay if you guys are really interested in learning more about the ruby ray please comment below. And if I get a lot of interest, then um, I'll keep sharing this information. Um, but it is a very, um, a lot of downloads have been coming to me around leveling up outside of a lot of these, um, a lot of these lower level psychic attacks, you know, um, and uh, the, the spiritual team and the guides have been coming through really in a really powerful way. Um, and a lot of that has been because the higher heart complex has started activating within me. And it's been something I've been praying on and trying to get through for at least a good year, guys, okay? Um, and it's been really difficult um, because I had to go through so much shadow work. I had to go through so much Akashic Records healing. I had to do clear so many karmic imprints. I had to clear so many soul contracts, okay? And it just didn't seem possible for this to be activated because of all the pain that I had to alchemize, you know? But once it did happen, I... I, I I can't fully explain it to you. I'm going to do my best to try to explain it in other content or to share this in other content. But it, it's, it's more than anything you can intellectualize. And that's, that's the thing we need to know about this um, working with our heart space and why it's so essential for us to activate our, our heart space. 
because this is how we are able to discern and this is how we're able to know what is real and what is true versus what is not real and what is not true. Once we start utilizing our heart space as our guiding light, how can we be steered wrong? And it provides so much of a larger force than our intellectual brains possibly could. And it's because we have been trained to lead with our brains and our logical minds that we've been duped so much by the false matrix. But once that eighth dimensional heart space is activated, it's freaking game over. You know, like these, the, the same sort of like attacks and, and things like that, that I used to be like so afraid of and so like perturbed by, like, I don't even see them as attacks anymore. <laughs> like they're not because it's like, it's just like watching a little, you know, if you can imagine like a wise old grandmother watching like two five-year-olds fight, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the level of consciousness that I'm at with certain things, but it's because of that higher heart activation. And I worked damn hard for it. It was really hard. And I'm not saying I'm perfect with it by any means, but what I am saying is that it's possible. And I know it because I'm living it. And so I wanna just encourage y'all for anybody who's just been so, whose heart has just been stepped on time and time again by the false matrix, either through like, the false twin flame journey or twin flame, real twin flame journey, whatever side you're on with that, um, whether you've had that done because, you know, you've had psychological warfare at work or in your friends groups or in your, your, your childhood and within your family or literally all of the above, um, just know that you can and will heal from this, okay? And if you need support, with doing it, the support is available, okay? The support is available for that. So how do you get to this point where you're activating your higher heart chakra? Um, okay, well, you have to work on clearing your pain body, as I mentioned earlier, okay? So when we heal our pain body, I don't just mean physically, although that's a part of it, um, but it's a physical thing, it's an emotional thing, it's an etheric thing, it's an Akashic thing, okay? So you have to heal your timelines. So you have to take like a multidimensional approach, okay? Because you're healing trauma on the physical and the etheric plane, and you're also he uh, healing and clearing out trauma timelines as well. And so one thing I want to um, highlight is something called the, the fascia network. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's spelled F-A-S-C-I-A, network, okay? This network supports surrounding tissues in the body by reducing friction, and it plays a key role with maintaining the integrity of our organs. And when we heal this network, it's essential for trauma healing because it's literally holding up the structure of our body's nervous system, okay? But a lot of times the traumas that are held within our fascia network they're not just from this lifetime, they're from several lifetimes back. So they're like really held within our body's muscle memory. And so there's a really distinct purging that needs to be done. Um, and it's also um, connected to, you know, the etheric implants, parasitic attachments, and like demonic forces that sometimes we're navigating as well. Because um, basically, it's like 
as we heal our fascia network, what it's doing is it's strengthening our body's internal environment. And then our body and our and all of our bodies, not just our physical, but it starts vibrating on the harmonic frequency of our higher self. So it's like if you can envision like, um, you know, if you're trying to float in a swimming pool, okay, but then you have like all this baggage on you or, you know, you might have all these like literal weights that are weighing you down, like trying to bring you underwater, it's going to be difficult to float, right? So you can envision that as being the trauma that's stored within your nervous system or stored from past lives. And so a lot of the work with clearing out your your pain body is like getting rid of those weights or alchemizing those weights, like alchemizing that energy so that you are letting go of all of the baggage, okay? Um, and, you know, additionally, the trauma memories held in the fascia network, um, you know, they... A lot of times they're off-planet stuff. So that goes back to this eighth dimensional chakra that we're opening up. Um, we're going to have to go through some galactic memories too. Memories of literal like events that have happened off-planet where like planets have literally blown up and that was a part of our Akashic records. And then we also start seeing like, oh dang, like my trauma doesn't just go it's not just a part of my family lineage as a human being you know sometimes like we're struggling with certain traumas as it relates to a whole planet being blown up you know so this is hard work you know this is it's very it can be very heavy and you know to clear the pain body we have to reimagine time from being a linear process to that of a spiral so it's like as we work on number one uh not just revisiting the pain for the sake of revisiting it and getting sad and depressed again, but like literally going to that moment of trauma, seeing it, witnessing it, holding space for it, but then like going back to polarity integration, non-duality, so that it doesn't have too much of a positive charge or too much of a negative charge. Um, doing that and you know going through that soul retrieval and recapitulation process that is what is going to support us with activating our higher heart chakras, okay? So um, it does require us to regard ourselves as multidimensional beings who are influencing the past, present, and future concurrently. Because it's like, as soon as you heal those wounds, you're changing your timeline possibilities instantaneously, okay? Um, and you're, you're becoming lighter. You're lightening your load, and so in order to activate our higher heart chakras, this is the process that we have to go through. It's called a, it's a process of transfiguration. So all of the darkness, alchemizing all of that darkness and turning it into light, you know, um, and alchemizing the shadow so that we can embody the light. And um, it's not to say that the shadow is even bad. Um, you know, once we're able to see and bear witness to that, sh to those shadow aspects and still see ourselves as beings uh, and embodiments of universal love, um, it helps us to remember and to reclaim who we are. And then we're also able to reclaim our power. Okay, so um, I want to go back to the Ruby Ray for a second because some people I know might still have like questions about it or like how does this work and, and everything else um 
because I mentioned the ruby ray, but I also mentioned the emerald ray. And so one thing that has been happening recently is there's been like this marriage between the ruby ray and the emerald ray, like they're somehow collaborating and working together. So like old school texts have usually attributed the emerald ray to being in connection with the heart chakra. Emerald, if we think about the emerald crystal, it's very, it's a heart chakra crystal. It's associated with like our fourth dimensional heart chakra. It's the, the same color of it. Um, it's also associated with like abundance and money and that sort of thing too. Um, and so people have traditionally worked with the emerald ray to call in more love or to call in more money and abundance into their lives, okay? But as mentioned earlier, there's been a lot of corruption with the like 4D astral realm. And um, one thing we need to know about these the controllers of the false matrix is like, they're really like, they're depending their whole livelihood on this whole like energy harvesting scheme they have going on. So like, even though all signs to point to them, like literally being defeated just because the cosmic energies won't allow this to happen anymore, they're going to do whatever they can to stay, to, to keep this thing going as long as possible. So, you know, through this whole like ascension process, there's just been a lot of like topsy-turvy changes that have happened. You know, there's been different plans that have had to be like organized around this to, um, around this like awakening journey. So, um, you know, the, the fourth dimensional heart chakra has been corrupted in a lot of ways. And, you know, even the eighth dimensional chakra, because it's so close to the, um, because it's so close to, it's closely associated with the eighth dimensional stargate. And as mentioned earlier, that's been a, a war site. Like that's been kind of like a ground zero war site between like neg the negative polarity, um, interdimensional beings and you know the the folks who are seeking for a more expanded future for humanity there's that's been the whole like polarity dark versus light battleground a lot of times has been in the eighth dimension and so with that like even the way this chakra activation has happened has had to shift um especially with all the implants that we've had to navigate and like get rid of and all that sort of stuff all these things that have been done to like lower our frequency and keep this heavy dense weight around us as a consciousness um you know this has also impacted the the higher heart as well you know um they found loopholes and they found ways around it you know to kind of keep this the higher heart complex closed. I mentioned earlier that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of trauma around the family has happened. Um, you know, a lot of messing around with like the twin, the twin flame dynamic. And if you're a twin flame, a lot of times you like need to have come to a certain part of your journey with your twin flame journey in order to get to the, the monadic integration part or like activating your heart chakra or higher heart chakra and stuff like um and so when I first learned about the higher heart chakra I learned about it as either being like a teal color or like a pinkish color okay but I have been seeing the higher heart chakra more from like a reddish 
even magenta color now. Um, but I've also been getting downloads around the emerald, you know, the emerald still being important. Um, and once again, this was confirmed with the latest um, update from energetic synthesis around what's happening in the cosmos with the ruby ray and um, the ruby order is what they're called and the emerald order. And I want to end this with just kind of connecting this back to um, a very famous movie in Hollywood that uh, very much kind of, um, if you think about this story, it becomes an allegory of the higher heart chakra activating, okay? And um, this story has been coming to me for like the past six months, but I didn't fully put it all together until the whole Ruby Ray thing came to me. So um, this is just an example. What I'm about to share is just an example of how a lot of times, um, you know, the, the wisdom is like right in our face. It's like hidden in plain sight. You know, we just have to know where to look and how to look. So one thing about the monad, which is a part of the higher heart chakra complex, as I mentioned earlier, this is what's connected to our higher self. Once we activate our monad, we're able to like integrate with fully integrate with our higher self. Our higher self is able to connect with us and like be brought down in a more solidified way. Um, a lot of occultists have referred to this as the or spiritual teachers, occultists or spiritual teachers have referred to this as the Anta Karana, the rainbow bridge. And so the Anta Karana, and that's spelled A-N-T-A-K-A-R-A-N-A, -A -A, the Anta Karana or the rainbow bridge is this like bridge to your higher consciousness coming in to you on the earthly plane. And the Antakarana comes in as a path as the pathway becomes clear and you unite with your higher self and basically you're more in alignment with your higher self and your true purpose and mission on this planet at this time and you're not corrupted necessarily by these you know the etheric implants and that sort of thing like you see past all of that you see past the illusion of that even that doesn't mean you're never impacted by this but you're able to clearly identify when you are being manipulated and, and able to take care of it quite easily. Okay. Um, and so let's talk about this. So we have the Antakarana, also known as the Rainbow Bridge. And so let's talk about this from the context of the Wizard of Oz. Okay. So how do we get to the Rainbow Bridge? So let's think about Dorothy in the story of the Wizard of Oz real quick. So Dorothy lived in Kansas. She was a little farm girl who lived in Kansas, right? Um, and if you've never seen The Wizard of Oz, you should probably see it, you know, just for the, the, the codes of it anyway, because there's codes in there. So here's this farm girl, Dorothy, in Kansas. A big tornado happens, which literally transports her into another dimension, okay? And she she is transported into this other dimension, also known as Oz, okay? And Oz is known as the Emerald City, 
Okay, so she's literally in this other dimension known as the Emerald City, all right? And she needs to follow the yellow brick road, okay? You know, and she meets people along the way. Um, she meets the scarecrow who's looking for a brain, the lion who's looking for a heart, or no, sorry, the lion who's looking for courage, the tin man who's looking for a heart. And I know that people have done big old think pieces on the Wizard of Oz and the occult wisdom that's within it. So I'm not going to go through all of that. But one thing I find really interesting is Dorothy gets transported through a portal. Okay. And one thing about this higher heart chakra, when it becomes activated, it's kind of like its own stargate. It's its own portal. Okay. Um, you can manifest and co-create with it at will. So it becomes activated. So she's in this portal. You know, she travels to another dimension. She's in the Emerald City, the land of Oz, and she wants to go home, okay? Um, and she even has this famous song in the movie called Somewhere Over the Rainbow, where she's dreaming about some place somewhere over the rainbow, okay? So there's a connection with the Rainbow Bridge. She's navigating the Emerald City, and she finds out that in the Emerald City, the land of Oz, you know, she was at first she was looking for the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz was supposed to be this all-knowing uh, magician who would be able to get her back home. Okay. And, you know, she spent so much of her time in this movie trying to get to the Wizard of Oz. All right. The Emerald City. But she finds out that a lot of the Wizard of Oz, like the Wizard of Oz was a charlatan in a lot of ways. Like he was more than what he was cracked up to be. He wasn't actually uh, the one who was going to save her. She finds out at the end of the money, movie that she had what it takes took to save herself and send herself back home. Okay. So how interesting that she's navigating the Emerald City Emeralds um, is, is um, associated with the heart chakra, the fourth dimensional heart chakra. And in a lot of ways, her experience in Oz was like an astral illusion. Okay, so she thought it was one thing. She thought the wizard was one thing, but it was a completely different thing. But she was able to make it back home with a pair of ruby slippers. Okay. So I just want to leave it there um, just to kind of think about that. Of um, She was able to utilize these ruby slippers as another stargate to get her to her desired destination, okay? And she was definitely connected to her heart space when she was doing it. Um, but, you know, she needed the Emerald City or she needed, you know, she learned very valuable lessons in Oz, also known as the Emerald City, but she needed some extra, she needed an extra oomph to get, uh, to remember herself, to reclaim herself. And she did that through a ruby pair of slippers. Okay. So if this is interesting to you, keep researching and learning as much as you can about the ruby ray. Read that article from Energetic Synthesis talking about what's happening in the cosmos as it relates to the Ruby Order. 
there's not enough information about the Ruby Ray and the Ruby Order. Um, and it makes sense why, because it's really a scary vibration for the um, controllers of the false matrix. It's, it's not something they're prepared to deal with or to, um, to claim victory over. Okay. So, um, but let's change that. Let's try to find more information about this and share more information about this powerful energy that is entering the planet at this time. If you found this to be useful, consider sharing it with somebody who could utilize this information as well. And um, if you're interested in going, taking a deep dive into your, your liberation journey and you're looking for some support, I do have services below that you can click on and learn more about. And always remember that you are the key. Until next time. Bye.